What's up, guys? Dr. Jones here. We're posting two episodes at once today because we missed a couple of postings. Hope you enjoy these two episodes about Romans. Let's jump right in. We're good. Yep. What's up, guys? And welcome back to Theology Inscripted. I'm here with Dr. Jones, joined here with Chris today. We will Chris be- is back! Chris is back. Yes, sir. Today, we will be talking about life in the Spirit and what it means to live in grace through Christ. This is Theology Unscripted. We're back, Chris. Welcome back. Welcome We've back, missed Chris. you. I'm, uh, I'm very gracious to be back on the podcast. You know, after this long time, it was being a founding member. You know, it's, it's without good to be a doubt. Back, yeah. Yes, it's good to have you back. Thank you so much. Yep, we got some crazy schedules around here. Of course, we are already a few days behind on this week's episode. So, if you're listening to this, you, uh, yeah, we're about two days behind what we want to be. But Sorry. stuff happens. You know, we got. Uh, lots of stuff going on around here at school, but we are still in Romans. We uh, are on chapter eight today. Uh, we've gone through seven chapters of Romans, probably um, not as slowly as you should to really catch everything, but we're giving a nice overview. Uh, David, could you give Chris and our listeners a uh, quick overview of what we've talked about so far? Sorry about that. We're back, everybody. Had a quick interruption. Like I said, lots of stuff going on around here. Yes, but um, brief overview of what we've been talking about in Romans. We started off, uh, Paul's writing this letter to the Romans, and then he's basically telling them, like, y'all are sinners, but look, good for you guys. There's this guy named Jesus and God, same yes. guy. And same guy, yeah. he can save you from your sin. And then the Romans are like, all right, I think I like this. But what does this mean for the old law? So then Paul, or yeah, Paul's like, the old law, it's like good stuff, but we are now in this new thing. So like, even if you disobey the old law, you can live through Christ, yep. following him, and he will forgive you and help you live through grace because God is a graceful God and he wants all his followers to follow him so he can be with them one day in heaven. Yes. All right. I think I understand where you guys are right now. Yep. yep. The big thing that uh, we talked about in chapter six and into seven a little bit is that the difference between living in Christ and living under sin is that we were once dead in sin. It's not like sin is, oh, we do some bad, we do some good. It's like the way that Paul writes it out for us is when we were in sin, we were just dead. We yeah. weren't, weren't even alive, had no hope at all. And now in Christ, we're alive. How can you possibly, who are alive, be dead again? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the point of what we're talking about here. And I just want to make the important distinction here that we... Uh, different from any other religion in the whole world, really. We don't do things in order to gain favor with God. We have already gained favor by grace, and therefore our response is to live for Him. So when we're talking today about life in the Spirit, that's the starting place for that. Mm -hmm. Anytime uh, any author says the word therefore, it is because he's summing up what he said before. So let's uh, see what he says in chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. All right, good. All right, Woo-hoo. podcast over. That's all we need to. I'm just talking. Just kidding, guys. But uh, that is an amazing verse. That is Romans 8.1. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, if we think back in context, remember that last week he finished chapter 7 by saying, so I might... Find it to be a law that when I do what is right, evil lies close at hand, for I delight in the law of God and my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law in my mind and making me a captive of the law of sin, excuse me, a sin that leads uh, to death. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. So again, in that context, who's going to deliver me from this? Jesus is going to do it, and now there's no condemnation. That's our context. He goes on. The law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh in order... Paul has a lot of run-on sentences. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There's the end of the sentence. Lots of stuff. Let's break it down. That is a whole lot going on all at once. Uh, that is verse 3 through 4 is all one sentence. It's written out here. It's a lot, yeah. Uh, so he says, let's break it down. For God has done what the law, weakened by our sinful nature, that's what the flesh means, could not do. So again, if we're thinking about what, what could the law not do, guys? Do you remember? It would be perfect. Yeah? Yep. Couldn't save us. Couldn't save us, right. That's what he talks about. He says uh, the law only showed us how guilty we were. Yeah, yeah and it couldn't be per- It wasn't perfect, right? It was... It was a human law. You know, right, exactly. Inherently sinful. Inherently, inherently yeah. Just imperfect, you know. Exactly, yeah. Given by God, but carried out by humans, going to be imperfect, mm-hmm. right? And something that the author of Hebrews says is that every year these sacrifices had to be offered over and over again. Christ came and died once for all so that he doesn't have to die again. And that's what the point is here is, yeah, you know, the law was weakened by our sin uh, and it could not fully save us, but his son... But God's own son, it says, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin. So now, this is, catch the contrast here. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. What's condemned? It's sin that's condemned, right? So Paul makes very clear, yeah, there's no condemnation for you. You're in Christ. But sin in the flesh, he has condemned that by his death. And he says he did this in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled. Now, uh, you guys took Old Testament with me. We spent a lot of time in, uh, well, not too much time, but a decent amount of time talking about the laws of Moses, yeah. all right? There was a righteous requirement. But what do you think that meant? Asking you guys questions today. It's fun. Righteous requirement? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, in the context especially of, of the Old Testament, I figure that's pretty much just, you know, doing your best, which at the sure. time is, you know, all they really could do. Right. And part of doing their best was following these laws, yes. trying to give the sacrifices when they could, trying, very, you know, remembering to do that. Yeah. Very specific Old Testament laws. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very specific. Lots of them. I mean, I'm reading uh, through the Bible again. I'm in Numbers right now, uh, doing a year year long uh, reading pro, and it's 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 hard to read, guys. I mean, you, you know. Oh yeah. But when you, I, I think part of reading those laws, I mean, is, you know, I, for most of my life, I got stuck in Leviticus and just gave up and never read through the Bible and uh, for a long time. But part of that is, you know, I think it's supposed to kind of <laughs> be hard to read, yeah. honestly. I think that's, I, I, maybe I'm uh, just putting my own thoughts onto that, but the law being difficult to read, uh, to me, kind of points to this fact that there was so much to do and it just wasn't perfect. And there's you know, like a better law coming soon. Right. Kinda. Yeah. So, when he talks about how this righteous requirement of the law was fulfilled, the requirement of the law was you sinned and something has to pay the price. And God put these sacrifices in place to say, hey, it doesn't have to be you that pays the price. This animal can take that instead of you. That's that righteous requirement. And what Paul makes clear here is he condemned sin in the flesh that Christ might become the righteous requirement. Mm -hmm. So those who walk not according to the flesh, sorry, so those who now walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, that's who we are now. Now he's going to talk about the Holy Spirit and what 
Uh, he does. Remember, Holy Spirit's a he, a person, not an it or anything like that. Uh, but this is the Spirit that helps us to walk according to the Spirit and not the flesh. It goes on in verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on flesh is death, the sen- the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. All right, there's this contrast again. You've got thinking about the flesh, that's death. Your mind, setting your mind on the spirit, that's life and that's peace. And he makes very clear that distinction here. Mm-hmm. Was it you I was talking to about like the Holy Spirit is just kind of there to keep us accountable? Yes, yeah. And I that's think we how did talk we really know like Christ is with us because like we feel yep. that like, hey, this is wrong. So, yeah. And that's how we know we're really living in the spirit. So as Without you see here, like if we're doing things that are pleasing to the flesh, like sure it'll be okay, but like. Well, it's not going to be okay. But um, the Spirit will talk to us and be like, yo, right. this is not okay. Right. So. We are not, yeah. And then we are not left to ourselves mm-hmm. to try and be righteous on our, on our own. Yeah. We have a Spirit to help us, not only to convict, but to help us to overcome sin. Right. right. Uh, we are not, and you know, Paul said it just in the last chapter, we'll say it some more, that we are not completely free from it yet. Yeah. But the Spirit is the promise that he is the helper, that he will uh, be with us. Uh, he will allow us to... Uh, give us his power to overcome temptation, uh, all of that. So, uh, you know, people have asked, you know, I've had people ask, and I think we did talk about this before, you know, how do I know I can't, can't get over the sin? Am I even saved? And I say, well, you, do, uh, do you feel bad about it? Yeah, okay, good, you're saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you have oh, the yeah. Holy Spirit. I mean, that's the evidence, yeah. I think, is the Spirit's conviction. I agree with that. Yeah. So um, it is, you know, when somebody doesn't, doesn't care, just says, I'm going to do whatever I want. You know, that's when I, I could, I would never judge. I can't, I, it's between someone and, and God, if they're saved or not. But I would look at the scriptures and say, look, you really need to consider if you don't care what you do and you're just going on, ignoring what God says, you need to think about if you're right with him or not. I can't tell you if you are or not. That's not up to me, but look, look at what the word says. If it isn't convicting you, you might have a problem. And the good news is, I think this is what we said last week, David, you can turn around today. Yeah. Right? It's not like it's too late. It's no not one's like you... too far gone. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the cool things about Christianity. I agree. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. I mean, we just read in uh, Acts in our class not too long ago about Paul, who he was killing Christians and imprisoning them, and uh, Jesus saved him. You know, and he would say, he'll say later on in some of his letters, uh, basically, you know, if God can save me, he can save anyone. Right. So then he goes on. We got, let's see, where we are? Verse 9, you, however, are not in the flesh our office assistant vonda is uh prominent on the walkie-talkie on the podcast today we've got a busy day at school today so she's giving announcements so that's fun just part of being here at school we love it uh where was i we were talking about verse nine verse yeah verse nine yeah you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the spirit of god dwells in you anyone who does not have the spirit of christ does not belong to him but if Christ is in you, all the body is dead because of sin. The spirit is life because of righteousness. So this is kind of what we were just talking about, right? Mm-hmm. This is where, you know, where he says, yeah, if you are not in the flesh, but the spirit, if the spirit, the spirit of God will dwell in you. But if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you don't belong to him. So, again, the spirit is kind of the evidence. If you have that conviction of the spirit of, hey, I'm not doing what's right and I want to, that's a sign that you're in Christ. I think that's what he's talking about here. So, um, go ahead. So, Chris, I don't yes. know if you've realized yet, mm-hmm. but Paul loves repeating stuff in Romans. Yes, he I does. Just, I can tell. He loves making his point. So, he's just really trying to push the fact that, like, if you want to live in the Spirit, the Spirit mm-hmm. will live with you. But if yeah. you're not living with the Spirit, you're going to, like, 
not good. It you're, leads to death. You're dead. Yep. Your flesh is dead, dead. to your sin. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I was, well, I was just gonna say, I think uh, it sort of reflects back on like, uh, you know, how Jesus speaks and like the writings in the Old Testament, like things that God would say. You know, that repeating definitely sort of pushes w- the, point. the repetition in the Bible implies, you know, the importance of something. Right. So I think this is honestly one of the more important things to take away of of any you know scripture that. You know, you're dead in the flesh, but only through the Spirit and Christ can you be alive, so to speak. Absolutely. Yep. yep. That is true. Yeah. And yeah, like like David said, Paul repeats himself if he wants you to get it. And he'll reword it a little bit. It's helpful, just in case you missed it, I think. Uh, verse 11 says, If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So this is talking about the uh, sharing in Jesus' resurrection. Uh, the same power that raised Jesus dwells in you, is what he says. And that's the power that you have to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a pretty solid 11 verses of chapter 8. Um, this uh, goes on. He's going to talk about uh, being an heir with Christ. Uh, but anything else on this you have to say, Ooh, guys? Real quick before we move on to this, mm-hmm. I really like verse 11 because it's telling us we have the same spirit that Jesus had in him that yep. gave him the power to rise from the dead. Ooh, I like and that. we currently have that spirit in us today. Yep. And it's like it's not exclusive to anyone. Like anyone has the opportunity yep. to have that spirit with them. He does. Yeah. Any, any person, yes, has that same spirit. And that, yeah, again, if you have that spirit, uh, you know, you know, this is the sign that you are sealed in Christ. Right. Um, later on in Romans, we're going to have to cover the topic, and we've done this before. We've talked about predestination and election and stuff. So we'll have to revisit that, uh, especially in the next chapter. He starts talking about that. But one of the things that I take away from what somebody might call a Calvinist viewpoint is this idea that we are sealed in Christ, and uh, it's, they call it perseverance of the saints. Oh, yeah. And I believe, you know, there's a lot of truth to that from the Word, especially right here uh, where it talks about um, just being sealed by the Spirit. If you have that power, there's, you know, you cannot uh, do anything to, to kind of come out from under that, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's a very reassuring thought to me. I think about that a lot, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we were, uh, I, I always think about, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I mentioned something. I was like, man, if, there was, if you could lose your salvation, I would probably, you know, every day for whatever reason. You know, usually when I'm driving. I don't know if right. happens <laughs> to you guys. But, Just uh, thinking about all the things. Right, yeah. I mean, so I'm glad I can't. I'm glad that I'm sealed by the Spirit because otherwise I'd be in trouble. So, um, man, we are... Just those 11 verses, I think we're just about at time on uh, where we want to be today. But um, I think we got to find some more times to have Chris in here, don't you guys? I think so, too. I think that's pretty fair, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We're going to have to figure that out. we we'll are have to steal you from your other teachers. That's uh, okay. They'll be okay with that. I do, I do enough work anyway. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> Me, too. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, that's what we got for Chapter 8, 1 through 11 for today. All right. Chris, it was great having you back. Thank you so much. To all the listeners out there, thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.